On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, well, plain and simple, James Harden called Daryl Morey a liar. Let's talk about that next on today's spicy episode, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Official sports book or locked on. Make every moment more. Finish. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. What's good, D? Well, we're better. We're all good. I don't know about uh the rest of the group there in terms of the 76ers, but it's all good, man. How you doing? I'm doing well, bro. I'm doing well. Your boy James just made me get off a of vacation this week, but it's all good. I, I see, right. and, and we thank James for that. Just for the just for today and a couple times this week. Thanks everybody for making Locked On 76 as your first listen every day. Uh, I'm Devon Gibbons from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio here in Philadelphia. Keith Pompey uh, of the Inquirer, Inquirer.com, Sixers beat writer extraordinaire. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast right here on youtube as well part of the locked on podcast network your team every day well keith things just got a little more interesting i didn't know where james harden would go but apparently he decided to go this way and with it uh he's in china uh, right now um doing uh, a visit over there i don't even know if it's about just the wine i think it was about the wine but i'm not sure if it was about the sneakers also the adidas so he's over there for an appearance and he's been over there for a few days and in front of a group of i, I don't even know he was just on the basketball floor speaking to a group of people and he decided to just simply say keith daryl morey is a liar and i will never play for an organization that he is a part of again he didn't stop there he continued let me say it again these are his words not mine <laughs> let me say it again daryl Morey is a liar and i will never play for an organization that he is a part of again keith we can get to what he's trying to accomplish and all that stuff later but uh the saga continues man saga continues I didn't expect this. I don't know how you feel. What do you make of it? I mean, you know what? I, I think it, it was a, a touche moment, right? I mean, basically, you know, it comes out on Saturday that the Sixers are not going to um, continue trade discussions for him. And then next thing you know, word comes out that James says he's not coming to camp. Well, James basically confirmed it he waited until monday morning early in the morning and now this is everything that everyone's talking about and the one thing about harton is if you notice you know he speaks his mind but he rarely normally is like asked a question right and it'll come out this seems like the fact that we're going to we're going to drop the mic moment now how i feel about it i feel like you know you heard that the relationship um, between Daryl Morey and James Harden was strained. Um, but for James, of all people, to call Daryl Morey a liar. And what I mean, all people, 
I'm talking about their relationship. Like, you know, you can argue there will be no Daryl Morey without James Harden because he made the trade for him to get James. And then James became a superstar and Daryl got a lot of credit for that. Right. The fact that it was James Harden who said, call Daryl Morey a liar when they were supposed to be tied at the hip. That's a bad look for Maury. That's a bad look for the Sixers. And, you know, you can say it's a bad look for James. But to me, of all people, if Tobias Harris said Daryl Morey's a liar, if if Joel Embiid said Daryl Morey's a liar, um, Maxie, Daryl Morey's a liar, you're like, oh, they just got some bad blood. But for a guy like James, who's had a longstanding relationship over a decade, I want to say 12 to 13 years that these guys have been sort of tied together closely for him to come out and say that it's not good, man. It's not, it's not good. I, I was, I was surprised that that's what I, uh, when I went to social media, I was surprised that that's what I saw. And um, it, I saw it some, from some, somebody who pulled it from some video from over there in, in China. And um yeah, I, I I didn't expect the words to be so harsh, to call him that, to call him a liar, and and yet here we are, where he in fact called him a liar, and that's that's very strong, as you said, because of their relationship together for so many years, being attached at the hip, as you just alluded to, where you would think that there are other ways that this could have been handled. Now James Harden does have an agent; he signed an agent somewhere in the mid uh, middle of last season, right, Keith? Uh, his agent recently even said on, on a podcast, uh, who was he on there with? Ray McCollum, the former uh, NBA player, Ray McCollum from Detroit, and uh, someone else, uh, Switch Cultures, that's who it was. And they were talking to his agent, and his agent said, you know, James is determined to come back in the best shape of his life, similar to what we heard about Joel Embiid. He's working very, very hard, very diligent in the things that he's doing. And I even saw one of the photos that Harden posted a photo uh, that had the agent in the picture as well uh, on one of these nights where it was, uh, I guess, an all-white party on a, on a yacht or something. And that's where, that's where their focus is. So other than now hearing this, this has been very, very quiet. And for them to drop, or for Harden to drop this in the laps of all NBA fans and, of course, locally here in Philadelphia as far as the Sixer fans go, this is this is certainly a big deal. Keith, let's talk on the other side. Who's more to blame uh, about something like this? Because there's a lot of fingers to point. As you said, you can look at the Sixers. You can look at uh, uh, um, Dal Morey and, and point there. I would also like to give my thoughts on how, you know, James Harden plays a big part in this and why this is now really, really nasty and real dirty at this point uh, of the offseason. We'll do that when we get back right here on Locked On. 76ers. Football season is about to kick off and FanDuel is giving you a chance to win all season long because right now you bet on a Super Bowl winner. You can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. You can use your bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Take some time to visit FanDuel and include money lines, props, etc. around your team. 
Welcome back to Locked On 76ers. That's Keith Pompey. Uh, I'm Devon Givens here with you. And we thank you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow on the show. We'll get back to you on Wednesday, update you on this saga that is James Harden seemingly versus Daryl Morey, not necessarily the 76ers. All right, Keith, you talked about the blame and where we could shift a lot of that blame to uh, when, when talking about this situation. And you mentioned how the Sixers look bad and how how Daryl Morey looks bad. Also, it seems that a promise was made from Daryl Morey. I'll just say that. Forget about the Sixers. We'll just say Daryl Morey. And it, James Harden, I, I guess, felt because of what he did last offseason, maybe that is true. Maybe that it is, in fact, true that that's something – that was promised to James Harden, a certain level of contract. And over the weekend, Keith, it had leaked out a little bit that he had he had wanted a max contract. No surprise there. We had talked about that. And they decided to go against it. Now, you know how it goes in negotiations. You can say one thing and then some things change at the end of the day based on whatever reason there is for you to change your mind. If you wanted a max contract, that's great. That's great. But it's also on the other side for the Sixers to do his best for their organization. And while they may have ran into the right person, or in this case, the wrong person, to make a guarantee like that and then go back on that deal, the 76ers had no right to give him a full max contract. Now, that all that being said, numbers-wise and all that, the blame, Keith, you shift more of that in what direction? I don't know. I mean, like – Here's the deal. The thing is, a guy gave up $15 million to help uh, help an organization. I mean, typically, you don't give up money unless you were under the assumption that you were going to make that money back or something else was going to help you, right? They were going to help you out. Um, the, the thing is, the problem with this is, is that these two guys were both closely tied to the hip closely tied to the hip right so you know i guess you can blame both parties i mean you don't make a promise i mean it's it's one of those things where of course the sixers are saying they didn't talk to james about something and he got the money like they wanted out we didn't negotiate with him beforehand what have you but the moment that he took 15 million less the assumption was that he was going to get paid on the back end. That was the assumption. Now, as your mom and them always told you, when you were a kid, you don't agree to something unless you sign a contract. You, it ain't no such thing as a handshake agreement. So if, if this is what happened, then you have to blame James for thinking, assuming that it was going to happen. I'm not saying it happened or not, but that's what some people are assuming around the people around the league think. So you you never take that. But at the same time, if you did agree to this guy and you had this guy believing that he was going to take 15 million less and you were going to pay him, then it's, it's a shame on you too. Now, again, he did struggle at times, but he was under the assumption that he was going to get paid. The fact, the thing that concerns me about this is that he's calling Daryl Morey a liar. <laughs> so the fact that he's calling him a liar leads me to believe that there was some type of agreement. I agree. Yeah. That there was some type of agreement. But this is what you learn. You learn that 
you you don't you basically don't agree to something unless you sign that dotted line. This was something yeah. that they had to have a con they had to have a con conversation about on both sides, Keith. Uh, giving you that contract, Keith, and not giving you that contract of how it's gonna work. Here's best case worst, best and worst case scenario. You know what I mean? Here, here how how we're gonna go about this last last offseason. We're not even talking about this offseason, it's last offseason when they agreed to it and he gave the money up. And PJ Tucker signed, Daniel House Jr. signed also. You you had to go into that meeting with James Harden and be upfront and honest with him. And if that's what Daryl Morey did to everything that you just laid out, where seemingly he was doing in the best interest only of the team, then yes, you have every right to point the finger at Daryl Morey. He's doing a job also, but that's a reason to point the finger at Daryl Morey for being dishonest to one of his top players and misleading him in, in something especially with the relationship if they have the relationship Keith, that we were believed that you know to expect that they have had then he needed to be upfront and honest with them about it all right now here we are fast forward james harden also needs to recognize that if he is honest with himself and knows when he doesn't play well he also knows that he is not the same player that he used to be he's still very value valuable and still a very high-level player in this game, all-star level, as we talked about, maybe even borderline all-NBA. This thing went sideways. This thing went ugly because his poor play, and I'd imagine this, this thing too, Keith, I have to believe, or at least just me, maybe I'm naive, but I have to believe that management stepped in and said, we cannot give him that based on what we just saw. Just my opinion. Just my opinion. So, yeah, I mean, the, the whole thing is, though, is is like the, the thing is, I get all that. But the thing is. The, the whole thing that is coming from me is him calling a dude a liar, like like that's the thing. Like, And we're talking about a guy who y'all were tied at the hip. I mean, people forget part of the reason why Daryl Morey was hired was because they felt he could get James Harden. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and then the, the bad part is, like, we, we, we can't make it seem like these are all separate incidents. Like, it's been a certain, like, Ben Simmons wanted out and refused to come back. Now you got James Harden doing it? Like, yo, the, the process is supposed to be over, dude. Like, this That's is supposed to be the, huh? That's I good. mean, it's been over, but, but I'm saying, like, we shouldn't be going through stuff in the drama. Like, I mean, stuff in this offseason, like, drama where players and it ain't like it's not like is it's not like it's like D'Anthony Melton or 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 uh Tobias Harris or somebody else saying I want out I want out we're talking about your perennial all-stars man at the time who won out you, you know what I'm saying like this isn't a good look for the Sixers man like we can blame James as much as we want we can but in my eyes this is damning for the Sixers. Oh, heck heck yeah. I mean, look, and let's get into that on the other side. What's next? How bad this looks on the organization? What it could mean going forward? We'll do that. A quick break here. Coming up next, we'll get into why this looks bad for the Sixers. Right here, Locked On 76ers. Welcome back. 
Keith Pompey, Devon Givens, Locked on 76ers on this Monday. Keith's not a liar. I'm not a liar. It appears that James Harden believes that Daryl Morey is a liar. This is this just stinks. You know, the offseason, uh, only the 76ers, man. Really, only the 76ers. So as we hear, man, and it looks really bad on James Harden, it does look bad on James Harden because now this is the third team that you've asked out of. No matter what the situation was, at some point, you have to look in the mirror yourself, too. But as far as the Sixers go, we can get to the James Harden part uh, another time. Keith, this looks bad on the Sixers. Yes, it does. The reason why it looks really bad now is because of the history of the Sixers over the duration here of the Joel Embiid era. I'm not saying it's him. I'm just talking about since the rebuild has gotten underway. He has been the prime piece. He has been the all-star. He is going to be the one that looks like to be a future Hall of Famer. He was the MVP last season, the reigning MVP. This looks bad on the organization because of what has taken place over the course of, let's say, eight years. Let's just look at that eight-year period since he has been in the lineup with this group. And uh, now this, because of those other things from Ben Simmons, from the former general manager that was a bad, bad deal right there, losing Jimmy Butler, some bad draft day decisions that, that they had. And now you come back to this where you probably could have, again, you know, you know, I always believe you, man. We talk about things sometimes. I keep that didn't happen. The Sacramento thing with Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Hill, where I believed you on that one. And I truly believe that that was the case where they had something there in place for that to potentially be a deal for Simmons to go there for Halliburton and Hill to come to Philadelphia. Well, if that was the case, too, again, you're talking about a guy that first time all star, you got a shooter, it kind of rounds out your team. But no, you had to go and get James Harden, your guy, still a very, very good player, all star level MVP consideration that one year in Brooklyn, but also a player that is on decline where you could look at it and say that you could have had a younger core with Embiid and Maxi and Harris in Halliburton. You went you went and did this. Now you got to sleep in your bed, right? Because you align yourself with this guy again. Yeah, I mean that's the that's the hurt hurt part, the hurt piece, so to speak. What they say, you know, like you held out to get to get him to get Harden, and now Harden wants out. Um, you know, I mean, not only that, like you look at it, not only does he want out, but the team didn't get any better. I mean, he had the stats. I mean, he led the league in assists this year, um, but they he ended wasn't up in an all star place. <laughs> but, but yeah, but they still they still finished in the second round. They still ended their season in the second round. So when you look at all that, it's kind of like I don't know, dude. Like y'all kind of messed up. I mean, they they messed up. I mean, the whole thing is bad. Um, but the thing is, it's like you talked about a little bit, Lou, like Joel and, and everything. It's just like, what are everybody, not just Joel, but what is Maxie looking at, looking like? I mean, like, so Maxie's a guy who they didn't give a, an extension to this summer. Or they, they, you know, they said they weren't going to give it to him because they're going to wait. Now, if James is calling Maxie a liar, I mean, James is calling uh, the, the president a liar, is Maxie thinking like, yo, well, maybe I ain't going to get paid <laughs> paid next summer. I mean, I, I think it's a lot. And then you look at Joel, where the roster 
turnover is keeps happening and happening. Like, how long does he want to be a part of this? You know, I mean, there are several teams willing to take him now. So I think that this is a major thing, dude. Like you said, they could have had other options and, you know, it was out there that who options that they had. Um, it, you know, it's like, you know, it, it's just, it's just crazy, man. It's, it's bad. It's, it's bad. It, it really is, man. So I ask you this and then, uh, then I'll let you go. Is there a scenario where, because the Sixers organization and ownership have to do something here, something has to be straightened out. And by the way, Josh Harris just, uh, got his win in Washington first preseason game. So he's he's all in football mode right now. Is there a scenario, Keith, where they choose the player over the executive? I, I don't know. Because if there's no answer right now, that's fine. I, I, don't, know. I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I, yeah. I, think, I, I think they need to do something. To Both make are the contract. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Yeah. James didn't have to opt in, Keith, by the way. So, you know, um, but anyway, I, I don't know. I don't know where they go. Uh, but, yeah, I just wanted to ask you that. Is there a way that the ownership decides, hey, you know what? We, we choose the player over the over the executive. I, I don't know in this instance if they do that, but I, I don't believe that the way things are trending. uh Right about now, Daryl Moy is about to be the fall guy. Like, you know what I mean? Every year there's somebody a fall guy. Because if we look at Daryl Morey, we're talking about making $12 million a year, right? And we had two drama-filled off-seasons. The one off-season you had, they got, um, they, they got convicted of tampering. So all this stuff is happening and they still haven't gotten past the second round. And before you could blame Doc Rivers on everything, on the win losses, but, you know, you can't blame Doc Rivers for this one. I mean, you know what I mean? And I never thought, I always felt like Doc was taking all the, the brunt of the blame for things that he had no control over. But when we sit back and you look at it, doesn't look good for Daryl. But I don't know if right now at this particular time, if you're going to say, all right, we're going to keep James and Daryl, because at the end of the day, James could still leave <laughs> at the end of the season. You know what I mean? But in the season, unless he doesn't return to camp this summer, because remember the new rule in the CBA is I ain't even worrying about that. If you don't show up the camp, if you don't participate, you lose a year. Yeah. But listen, dude, we talking about, so like, okay, so, the average person, if somebody says that to him, it's cool. But when you got James Harden over in China chilling on doing this stuff, he done he done made money off of Adidas. He made all this other money. Like sometimes I think that certain people are just like, okay, well then I guess I just don't play. All right. Well, let's let's I guess I just don't play. Call I don't blood. think he's I don't think he's I, that type of person to where that's gonna that's gonna like impact him i think that what he said about daryl is what he said about daryl yeah it is so let, yeah. let's see let's see because you can say all that that all you want but there are rules too in terms of in place where that can affect you with your 35 million 
and your possible free agency next summer by not uh, appearing in training camp and doing your job. So let's see. Uh, This is the first time that we will really have to see it. Somebody has to be the first. Let's see if he's the first. You know, call it. They call this bluff. This whole thing is a mess. It stinks. And uh, as much as we like to have uh, these conversations, Keith, this is um, <laughs> this is absurd. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. And we appreciate you checking in with us on a Monday. Uh, we'll be back. Um, thanks for making us your first listen here on Locked on 76ers every day. Every day is we'll be back on Wednesday, unless something even crazier happens tomorrow. Keith, do you mind letting the good folks know where they can find us? Yeah, you can find us wherever you get your podcasts at. We're free and available. You can also go to our YouTube channel, um, Locked On 76ers. When you go to that channel, make sure you click on the uh, on the Liberty Bell and you'll become a new subscriber. Um, and also, when you do that, you'll get notifications when we have new podcasts. Also, make sure you listen to our man D tonight on the Divine Giving Show from 6 to 10 p.m. I got a f- pretty good feeling who he's going to talk about tonight who's going to dominate the conversations. I think you guys do too, Mr. James Harden. But also follow my man D on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it. Twitter. Twitter is at DivineG975. You can follow me on Twitter or X at Pompeii on Sixers. And you can read my article about James Harden's latest um, in the inquire.com. Well, listen, man, Keith, have a great day, man. Uh, I'm sure everybody will be reading you, even on your vacation. Now you got to write some stuff about James Harden and Daryl Moore. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Enjoy your day off, and I'll talk to you on Wednesday. All right, man. Peace, brother. Peace. Peace.